Hey folks, before we start, we just want to say that this podcast is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Bunurong peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and emerging. Sovereignty was never ceded. Enjoy! was that? Actually, I loved it. Actually, I loved it. <laughs> the show where we watch very terrible movies. Uh, in my opinion, they're all terrible. And we try to convince each other that they're good. We try. We, we try. try really hard sometimes. And trying, hey, trying is lying, you know? <laughs> Anywho, what a start. I'm Kayla. I'm Katie. And this week I challenged Katie to watch a Too Fast, a Too Furious. Beep, beep. Okay, so I'm going to jump straight into it. I'm going to go straight into the fast Please lane. Please do. High octane. Let's hit that NOS. What? Hit the NOS. Oh, my God, the NOS. The nitrous oxide. Oh, my God, this is too much you know about cars. <laughs> okay, so uh, Too Fast, Too Furious is... Um, too good. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's too bad that it actually was made. It was made in 2003, directed by John Singleton. Uh, the writers were Michael Brandt and Derek Haas, if that's how you say it. It's rated PG. Now, now that I've said that I always include the rating the rating's always going to be there and i will You're say always gonna do it. i'm always going to do it it's pg13 some sensuality is pg13 no, i think that's an american rating which i think would mean it would be m in australia i don't <gasps> I, I know we've been doing this for what How i could many? say for, <laughs> since the 60s and we still are yet to uh look that up we'll do Honestly, that who knows who cares who um cares? it's it's Uh, a cast of some of your faves even i know them and i have never seen like the fast (laughs) and furious franchise uh paul walker as brian o'connor tyree legend tyrese gibson roman Mm. pierce eva mendez monica clement Mm. oh i thought she was somebody else in it anyways uh cole (laughs) hauser carter verone james ramar as agent markham who pretty much plays like a copper in most things in everything yeah oh my god 
Tom Barry is Agent Bilkins. I'm looking through these um, character names because I did not catch any of them. Bilkins is the best name Bilkins. I've ever heard. Agent Bilkins. It's like Agent Bilkins. Bilbo Baggins. It's like that. Um, <laughs> Agent Bilkins. <laughs> uh, Michael Ealy is called Slapjack. Hell yeah. What does that even mean? And then there's uh, a few more who who I don't really care. Did to. you mention Ludacris? Um, is Ludacris in it? He's Tej. Oh. <laughs> this is when I'm doubting my own information. No, no, uh, no. I, he's definitely in it because it's Tej's garage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he does not even come up on Rotten Tomatoes. No. What? And I knew that, that he was so in rude. it. That is that is really as a I, as a Tej Stan in the Fast and Furious franchise. I am furious, and I will be fast acting on the angry email that I will send to. Did you say it was Rotten Tomatoes? To IMDb. Yeah, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I don't know. I'll tweet them. I'll tweet them angrily. Yeah. Tej is an important part of the film, <laughs> as if he's not mentioned in the. Anyway, sorry, I'm getting too furious. Not too Oi, fast. Get out of town! What is that? I hate this already. Okay, now I am going to. Um, I didn't write a summary because as I was looking at the critics' reviews, mm. one of the um reviews is a summary. Oh, excellent. and then the review is right at the end. Perfect. <laughs> so I'm just going to use a little bit of that because yeah, it helped me understand the movie that I watched because mm. I had no idea what was going on. Okay, but <clears throat> let's get into it. Okay, let's do it. Too fast, too furious. After letting Dominic Toretto escape from authorities, former LAPD officer Brian O'Connor flees from Los Angeles to escape prosecution. He subsequently relocates to Miami and makes a living participating in illegal street races organized by his local mechanic friend, Tej Parker, Chris Ludacris Bridges. Thank you, old old Top billing, thank you. Yes. After winning a race against drivers, including Suki, uh, the police show up and Brian is arrested. He's taken into custody, but given a deal by his former boss, FBI agent Bilkins and US Customs agent Markham. To go undercover and bring down Argent uh, to bring down Argentinian drug lord Carter Verone in exchange for clearance of his criminal record. <gasps> bum bum bum. It's beautiful. It's such a um, wonderful story. It, uh, was there a review included in the? Yes. Um. This is this is a character. I'm um, not a character. This is an audience review. But I'll just oh, okay. get straight on to this. Please. <laughs> um, I'll read the last sentence and then I'll read a bit more. So, so Ola G says, nah, this is even worse than the first one. <laughs> so at the end of, there's a huge, like the review is, should I say the synopsis and the whole storyline is huge. And then it's like a sentence on how they felt about the actual movie. Um, mm-hmm. Before that, they do go on to say, the follow-up of The Fast and the Furious is an even more stereotypical testosterone macho silly film with a weak nonsensical storyline, stupid dialogue, and with a full-on sexist female approach. Mm. Too fast, too furious, it's straightforward dumbness. And then they say, nah, this is even worse than the first one. Oh As if they're God. answering a question but that <laughs> nobody asked. Jugular. Absolutely. Why even write that full summary? I know. 
I don't like they committed to writing that. I think they had a word count they had to hit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> they didn't want to write, I thought this was shit. Uh, let's get back into the reviews from the, the critics. Uh, yes. We have from Josh Larson. Uh, dot, dot, dot. Has half the racing scenes, twice the plot, and none of the Vin Diesel. So Joshy wasn't too happy about Vin Diesel not being there. Look, I will agree. I think that I am a big Fast and Furious franchise fan. Um... And I think that the lack of Vinny D is probably the worst part of this movie. In the top part of my notes, I said, when will I get to see Vinny D? Having not seen any of the movies, but (gasps) knowing that he was in it. Oh my God. Well, what a journey that you get to go on. I was very, very disappointed that Vinny Um, D was not As you should be. So he's only not in like... Uh, not really in two of the movies it's the second and the third one and then he's in all the other ones and he's the best and he's Dominic Doretto and I totally forgot that he wasn't in this one because when I uh, write my notes I write the cast at the top and I literally had Dominic Toretto, Vin Diesel I had Letty Michelle um, Rodriguez and I had like Jordana Brewster and I had all of the like classic Fast and the Furious people and then at the end of the movie I was so sad I had to like backspace all of their names because they are not in this one. I think that's what I was expecting when I was uh, watching this movie because I truly came into it with no, I mean with expectations that it was going Mm. to be terrible but also understanding that a lot of people love this movie and that it's kind of like you know getting the gang back together in a sense it's kind of like when Adam Sandler brings all of his favourite actors (laughs) but this time it's. It's the Hubie Halloween of driving films. Yeah it's it's the Cars version of that. <laughs> um, I feel really sad though because I think like of all the movies to choose, mm. it's like this is the most vanilla of them all because uh, Fast and Furious uh, 3 Tokyo Drift is incredible for a number of reasons. Um, I don't even want to talk about it too much because it's on my list. I want to get there one day. Wait, it's but on then your it's list like, of terrible films? Well, I love it, but I feel like you won't love it. So, oh, so it's, oh, so it's on your to list. Make you it's, love it. it's on your list of torturing Kayla, right? I yeah, get it, I the, get it. the torture Kayla list. Um, and then also number four. Sorry, I'm already getting into the lore. No, of, you must. Uh, you must. Um, and then number four is the one where everyone comes back out of nowhere. So they had two sequels that haven't had the same cast in them. Da, 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 and then they come back for number four, and it is the gang's all back. It's getting ridiculous. Things are getting bigger and better and bolder. See. Um, it sounds like you need to um, be invested in this sh- in this movie from the very beginning <laughs> to care about any of that. Look, I, you're not wrong. I, yeah, I I didn't care about any of that. I laughed a lot. Um, That's great. But I don't think That's that was good. the point. Uh, hmm. I've got a few more reviews, but do you want to please, just move? Please, please. You sure? Yeah, yeah, or at least give us the tomato score and then maybe your next favourite critic. Okay, okay. Well, actually, I've got two because there's only two short ones that I can that I can do for you. Go for it. Um, I'll give you the the tomatoes, and I'm still confused about this. But there's one with a green, gooey bit, and it's 36 percent. Mm-hmm. And then there's the popcorn box that's tipped <laughs> over, and that's 50 percent. <laughs> so can what does that mean? So, <laughs> uh, you know how critics like to throw tomatoes at people? I've never had a tomato thrown at me. Does that... That's a good mm, thing, I Well, suppose. clearly nothing that you've done has been worthy of criticism. Okay, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... 
Yes, continue. Okay, so tomato. <laughs> so the difference, the difference is, is the critic throwing a disgusting, rotten tomato? Yeah. Or is the critic being generous and just like doing a little softball? Here's a nice juicy tomato treat. Yeah. Good job on your movie. No, but um, is that good? So we're talking about we're getting into the maths of this. Okay. So thirty-six percent on the tomato meter. Does okay, that mean? So basically, so what it means is, say you've got like a hundred critics. Yeah. 36 of them rated it as a positive oh. and then the other I can't math 60 I don't remember what I said the other one said it was a said it was a negative yeah. so it's not even an indication of like how good something is it's just kind of like what's the consensus what percentage of people say yes and what percentage of people say no so a lot of people said no so quite a few people said no I'll, yeah, okay, fair, mm. fair, fair. Mm. Now, okay, we will so, say the tomato meter, the total count was 160. So mm. still, like, still a fair number of people. But then the uh, <laughs> the audience score, the user ratings was like mm. 32,791,717. So and they're 50... 50% split down the middle? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Which is terrifying. It doesn't make sense, but, like, maybe one of them is halved or anything. But it's it's wild. It's wild. it's just one one person was flipping back and forth. One person was unsure, <laughs> and I think that person may have been me. Was that you? Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't. Like... I wasn't sure at all. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So the uh, last two um, little reviews. Also, Nell Mano uh, from Common Sense Media said, "Death by sequel, extremely violent sequel." Oh, did we watch the same film? I don't know. Reading that. Uh, Maybe, maybe they're implying that they they died in a very violent way because the sequel was so bad. Okay, that's quite an implication. Um, so Nell, if you're with us, just give us a shout out. Still with us. <laughs> if you're still with us, just checking on you, checking in mm. on you, seeing how yeah. you're going. Um, and then we've just got one from Wayne C saying shitty acting, horrible acting, one star. Only cares about the acting that one. Only cares about the acting. I don't think. Uh, Do you know what? He's gone it. to he's gone to a movie about spectacle, about cars, about beautiful women, but all he wants is high quality acting. Katie Nethercote, did you just say beautiful women? <laughs> Have you become? Oh my god, this is this is like too fast, too furious, Katie, isn't it? Mm. You're gonna become a total misogynist. <laughs> My, I suppose, like how we can get into this. My first question to you is, do you need to uh, know about cars and like cars to enjoy this movie? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I would say actually as someone, uh, I don't oh, I know th- if you know this about me. So my Wait, my I dad- forgot to even ask you. Yes. Um, how did you feel about it? Oh, well... Actually, I loved it. Beep, beep. Okay, move on. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if you know this about me. My dad is not only a mechanic, but uh, he's also a race car driver. So, or at least he was for the majority of my childhood. So I kind of grew up on racetracks and doing all that kind of stuff. Are you kidding? I'm not joking, not even slightly. Um, yeah, he was like the national champion for Formula V. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, grew up with race cars in the garage, going to race meets, all that kind of stuff. Uh, my sister was like a pit girl. Um, <gasps> like, yeah, it was a whole thing, babe. And 
Anyway, what I want to say is despite all of that, I should know more about cars than I do. And I think that uh, because I was so uh, enveloped in car culture and mm-hmm. my dad, I kind of always knew that other people around me would know more. Right. And so I uh, know almost nothing about cars. So you were one of the clever ones. I was the clever one. You were was efficient, like, energy efficient. That's exactly right. So my theory with these movies is I don't think that they're for people who are super, super into cars because I've watched it with my dad and he spends the whole time laughing his butt off about all the inconsistencies. Great. I think these movies are for people who think they like cars or like like the idea of cars. <laughs> it's kind of like people who are so much more into aesthetic than totally. the actual functionality of something. <laughs> totally. Or it's that dude that like bought a car to try and fix it up, but has never actually fixed it up, you know? Oh my God. I know exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know them, but I can picture that person in my mind. Um, yeah. Okay. So... I actually don't fall into any of those categories. (laughs) Do you fall into any of those categories? So I don't, but here is my, here is the main thing. I actually think that there is a third category here of people who can enjoy the movies, which I think you might fall into, which is people who start watching them ironically Mm. because they're very silly Mm -hmm. and you can kind of laugh at them. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you end up watching eight films of them because the spectacle's entertaining. And then by the eighth film, you are kind of emotionally invested in the characters and you can't tell if you're ironically laughing anymore or if you're genuinely enjoying it. Okay, it sounds like a bit of a menti bee. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Look, let me me, um, say this. Please. That's not me. I did not like this movie. <laughs> I found it very boring. I found it kind of funny, but then some of it was really, real. some of it, all of it was really, really <laughs> boring. Like, for instance, his name is Brian. Mm, it is. O'Connor. Why is his name Brian and he's driving, like, sexy cars and his name is Brian? His name is Brian. I mean, the actor's name is Paul. Great. That's one <laughs> step better. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Brian and Paul. I know. And, and you've got that next to, who was the person who I just, um, I said before? Uh, you've got Roman Pierce. Yeah. And then you've got Slapjack. You know what and I mean? You've got Tej. You've got, yeah. You've got Tej. You've got Suki. You've got... So like Enrique, you've got, but you've got Brian O'Connor. They're truly just trying to single out the white man in the cast by just giving him the most boring white man name. No, but in turn, when they're doing that, they're just making caricatures of the other people and that's not okay. You've got to make everybody like high stakes, melodramatic up there and not call I mean, the I one think person I think everyone is a high stakes. I think it's very like exaggerated in every single possible way. I think it's, it's like a lazy kind of exaggerated. I'd pay that, yeah. <laughs> I and I'm tr- I'm I'm kind of trying to figure this out as I say it, but a lot of the the time I was thinking I'm like the the car chases aren't even that good. Like the the racing isn't even that good. The stakes of like, you know, the rat, the rat on the chest. 
that oh wasn't even it wasn't intense enough and i don't know why because when you talk about those those situ- those scenarios a street race with heaps of cars sounds very exhilarating a mm. police chase sounds exhilarating a rat on somebody's chest trying to claw its way out sounds very terrifying but mm. watching it i was very underwhelmed so I actually I think this is a strength of the film uh, for some <laughs> for some context I uh, got to see Tenet the other day which has been a bit polarizing I really really enjoyed it mm-hmm. one thing I will say about it is it demands your whole attention okay the entire time like you are having to pay attention to every word that's being said mm-hmm. if you can understand it everything that's happening uh, later scenes inform your perspective on earlier scenes right. it's very okay. very heady intellectual viewing um, and it actually has a lot in common with uh, Fast and Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, sorry, which is just wild in that there's like very similarly shot uh, police chase. And I was watching it and be like, this is interesting. Right. Um, I had other things written down as well, but I can't find it on my list. In any case, oh yeah, there's like scenes on a yacht. There's a woman stuck in an abusive and loveless relationship that she can't escape. So there's like a couple of like beats in both movies but what I will say is it was really nice to take off my little intellectual film-going cap and just watch the easy viewing of Too Fast, Too Furious that I knew I could disengage from at right. any minute. Yeah, and yeah. Then, and I'd be fine. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have to pay attention. Things were happening. It was pretty colours. So so do you think that's what happened with um, a reviewer, Ava D, who gave it mm. five stars and said... The fact that this has a 32% is disgraceful. Best movie in the franchise. Do you think Ava was in that kind of headspace of not actually watching the movie at all? Definitely. <laughs> Do you think that's all of the people who are doing four-star reviews and five-star reviews? They actually were like, oh, I was actually doing the ironing. I do think I there is dinner. something. I think there is something to be said for a movie that doesn't ask a lot of your brain. Because yeah. I think, like, I I love movies that make me think and most of my favourite movies fall into that category and uh, they challenge you and mm-hmm. you can go on these huge emotional roller coasters. But sometimes you just want to sit on your couch, eat popcorn and maybe, like, check your phone and smile at your significant other and have a brief conversation about something else <laughs> and it not matter <laughs> that you've, like, stopped paying attention for ten minutes, you know? I I know what you mean, but I go through these phases of getting extremely stressed out when I'm trying to unwind and and then I watch something dumb. And Mm. I don't know why. Maybe it's because my brain is, depending on on my mood and kind of where I'm at, sometimes my brain is so much more susceptible to being like, the world is bad. How did they get away with this movie? And that's why I can't watch trash. But then there are other times where, like, I, for instance, I've been... uh, binge watching the bachelorette season seven and i don't I know why but now I like that for you not like maybe last night or the night before i started watching it and i was like oh okay i'm done with this now because i wanted to wind down but my brain was like this is terrible it's not doing any favors to you so i don't know whether like this is a movie where I could do that, where I could wind down, just because 
Like it promises so much and it it doesn't deliver on on it. I do think it works for me as that kind of movie. I mean, it's obvious by now. I love bad movies anyway. I can find joy in most things. Um, but I love this one because it's a part of an entire film series that my partner and I have watched together. And it's become like a fun thing that we do to know all of the characters, to know everyone who's interacted with everything. And it kind of becomes more than a silly, jokey franchise. Right. I like liking things. No. And I think that Fast and the Furious (laughs) falls into that category of like, I know it's bad. And there's a lot of stuff in it I don't like at all. But every time I think about it, I feel good. Yeah, yeah. I use, I'm not saying, hold up for one second. I also like liking things. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. You asshole. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, no, I find complete joy in being miserable all the time <laughs> watching movies. I no, I think I I get what you mean. Like it, it it almost sounds like it doesn't matter what's on. It's the fact that you are having this time with your partner. Like it's it's a whole event. It's a whole thing. Totally. Whereas, Katie, I'm gonna need you to really hone in on just one particular aspect of that that whole thing, okay. and I just need you to hone in on the movie itself. Okay. All right. Um. So, uh, first thing I think of is... Uh, don't say just, Ollie. Don't say your partner. If, don't say No, popcorn. no. It's, uh, it's Suki. Suki. And her entire vibe in this movie. Just... And I say Suki because as far as I can remember, she's not in any of the other movies. I think she's just in this one, which mm. is a mistake. Bring back Suki. Um, and I just like... Uh, to be honest, it took me back to when I was like seven years old. We had family friends who just got a sound system and a projector. Oh and we used to have dinner at their house all the time. And for some reason, every time we were there, we would watch the first 20 minutes of Too Fast, Too Furious. So I think I've seen the opening of this film more than I've seen the opening of any other film possibly ever. Because I don't know why. It wasn't my choice. It was just my older sisters and... The fan, like it was just what we watched. Don't know why. One of those things. It sounds like you were being like recruited into a it cult a bit of some sort. It wasn't. I promise. It was just enjoying a projector at someone's house, which wasn't a thing back then. It yeah. was very novelty and fun. Um, and I just always remember Suki in her hot pink car with like fully decked out interior. These like. I don't even know if they were snakeskin or if they were leather. These, like, pink chaps mm. that she's wearing, which are kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't come first, but also she doesn't come last, which for ladies in movies when there's only, like, one lady is a win yeah. of sorts. you got to take a um, win where you can. But I also really like that she is um, Tesha's girlfriend and she's like, shows up in multiple scenes in the film as, like, part of the gang, part of the team. She's part of the end of the movie. I really liked, I don't know, I think it's just who I am at the moment, but I noticed every time Brian came to Tej's garage, mm. he'd go hug Suki and give her a kiss on the cheek as a hello. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he, okay. He was, not all the time, but, like, he was the one of the people who sexualized women the least, I think. Yes, yes. Not, not physically because he would constantly be checking people out but mm. 
just his language language around women yeah. was uh, uh, average, but <laughs> I found it surprising when he just came in and gave Suki a kiss on the cheek and was like, hi, because my body was expecting him to like slap her on the bum or yeah. to like comment on her body. Yeah. Um, and that didn't happen, which was pleasing but I don't like that I was pleased by that because Mm. it already set up this thing in my mind where it's like oh okay this is how you treat women and (laughs) the very good boys are the ones who who just look and and don't say anything you know women in the Fast and Furious franchise is such a fascinating thing and if you're ever up to it and you do watch the other films I'd be super interested in a chat yeah because on one hand it's like there is a group of women that are used as props. Mm. Like, it's just the hot body in the background. And it's gratuitous, and it's pretty gross. And mm. it's probably the thing I dislike the most about the Fast and Furious franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that when we started, the world seemed a bit different, whatever. Um, but in the first movie, uh, Michelle Rodriguez's character, Letty, plays Vinnie D's girlfriend. And in the original script, she was supposed to cheat on him with... Paul Walker's character and there was like a whole thing and Michelle Rodriguez was like no screw this my character's not doing that Mm. I'm gonna leave the movie if you don't change it and so yeah and so this character Letty starts from that place of like being this like awesome car racing dude's girlfriend but she's super capable and she's in like heaps of the other movies and she's like not I mean she's sexualized because they're all sexualized but not to the same extent and, like, Jordana Brewster's character. And you end up by, like, the sixth movie. It's just like, oh, yeah, these two women are a part of the team. Yeah, right. And, it's just, and they're just, like, a part of the team. And then Gal Gadot's character comes in. and she in it? Yeah, babe. That's where she – not where she came from, but that's, like, it's one no, of her first... where she came from. <laughs> that's actually what birthed her. Um, <laughs> out of the exhaust of a V8. Um <laughs> No, but it's like, and she like initially comes in and she's like a super hot thing. And then Mm. it's like, they do something really interesting with her and she becomes much more of a fully fledged character. And they, throughout the movies, I think, I don't think they've ever quite got it great, but Mm. they, you can see them grow and you can see, at least I feel like I can see the women on the production just like pushing back every movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, And rather, unfortunately, that is not the case with this film. (laughs) It's really not, I think, obviously, this is, I think I was, I was going to say, I think I started with the wrong movie of the franchise, <laughs> which is A, obvious, and I want to say B, very obvious when it comes to me as well, because I'm very much a stickler of like, if I want to watch a whole series, I've got to start from the start. Even if I've watched <laughs> it all, I have to slog through all those seasons, mm. all those movies before I can get to the one that I'm I actually exactly the felt same. like watching. Yeah. Um, I think this was a very terrible first impression for me for mm. the whole Fast and Furious franchise because it was a terrible movie that sexualized women and made me so mad about it. I was just like, actually, you know what? Not even mad. I honestly, I, I it's gotten to the point where I just sort of glaze over when I mm. when I see that stuff and I'm like, okay. This isn't interesting. What else do you have? Like, what else? Yeah. What other comments can you make? And in two thousand and three, they they couldn't make any comments. Nah. They didn't want to, and they they just simply couldn't. And it was kind of like I was going in and out of this, glazing over, going, okay, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> to being like, oh, that's, no, that's not something. You know, like the yeah. reaching into something and then, nope, okay. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Like mm. having uh, Suki, she isn't just a hot girlfriend. Yeah. She's a very capable member of the of the team that comes together for the final chase and obviously in that opening sequence. And it just feels like, I don't know. It's like not because it's still pretty shitty. But my brain that's looking for anything mm. goes, oh, nice. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's that's the thing that I, I'm probably outraged the most about is the <laughs> fact that we have, I feel like we've been tricked or trained, manipulated into that kind of headspace of going, oh, we'll just look for something, for one thing that will make us go, oh, oh, look, nice. And then at the end of the movie, we'll be like, oh, it actually wasn't that bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking assholes, the lot of them. I do, but then I also like finding that one small thing that made me go, oh, nice. And then I just grasp tightly onto that positive feeling <laughs> and refuse to let it go. So essentially you'd be drowning without Suki. <laughs> <laughs> She is my life jacket. Suki, stay I am with us. clutching. Um, don't let me go, Suki. Please do not don't let me go. Don't you dare. Um, okay, I have another thing un-Suki related that I think is very fun. Yes. Uh, it's the colour coding in the film and that everything looks like a toy commercial for Hot Wheels. What is that? Because it honestly, it looked like an ad, like a series of ads for toys truly truly. and like when um they press the bloody go extra fast button (laughs) the nos the nos (laughs) what is what is that and like it does that fucking dumb thing where the energy you follow the energy going from a wire to a wire (laughs) to here and it hits the point and then like all of a sudden it's like kind of animated the car (laughs) i don't know it was just the worst and they all had it and it was just, I don't know, so dumb. I kind of love the dumbness of that, though. Yeah. The bright colours and the silliness of a go-fast button and, like, the simplicity of colour coding all the cars in that opening street race. Oh like, my purely God. just so you can keep track of everyone and then everyone's wearing matching outfits to their cars. Absolutely. <laughs> like, every fan has the same sort of colour coordination with the car. It's like a cartoon or like a kids show, but for grown-ups, I loved it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pleasing to look at, but it was very hard to understand because I truly, genuinely had no idea what was going on <laughs> at all. I I I don't even know how I thought. I was like, oh, okay, so they're they're racing, but we're, like, what's happening? Uh, like are they gonna win is it like I don't I honestly have no idea and I think it was because of how huge it seemed to be of like this streetcar racing I was like is that really like is it that big like does this really happen (laughs) like the people with fucking really bright colored cars hang out and how how do like so many people gather in one spot and there is one dude who is in charge of all of the event being like, hand me your money. And how is there like no problems with that? How is everybody just like, yeah, cool, man. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Truly because it's not reality and it's a kid's cartoon rendered with real people. Oh, my God. It's 
My favourite part is like they all gather to watch these street races. Yeah. I've been to a racetrack, right? You've yeah. got like the viewing area. Yeah, because you you're there. a racer girl. Because I'm a racer girl. Because <laughs> um, you sit there in the viewing area mm. and like they depart the starting line and you're like, woo, yeah, in my case, go dad. <laughs> and then they all just drive around the corner and then you don't really see them for a bit. Yeah. And then... And then you wait. Yeah. And you wait Mm. and you hear people saying what's going on because there's like commentators who can see the whole field. And then sometimes you get a glimpse of them over on the hill and you'll go, ah, Uh, and then they'll come back around the final straight and then you go, woo, go dad, I think. Or there's like five green cars. Yeah. I think one of them's you. (laughs) Uh, So it's wild to me people coming for the street races but for the most part they're just like saying goodbye to them yeah and then saying hello, hello. when they come back i think that would have been a wonderful extended scene if it went it cut from all the action to these Please. people just sort of be like what do we do now um, um great so wonder what's happening with them yeah hey guys i i'm actually really sad can we talk oh. about it why are you so sad? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I think that would be perfect because I, I definitely felt it was leaning into kind of comedy, but it didn't lean in so far. Like I almost wanted, uh, have you seen Spaceballs? No, I haven't. It's with, it's Mel Brooks. It's a, it's a parody ah. pretty much based like. On, it's Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's fantastic. And I wish. Fast and the Furious, there was a version of of that um, ah. directed by Mel Brooks because I think they would do a scene like that um, and it would suit this story so much better. <laughs> so I think I think the, the biggest sin that this film makes is trying to take itself seriously because mm. the points when it's like being goofy, toy commercial, colour-coded, all that stuff, it's quite fun yeah. and there can be like funny bits and da-da-da and I think where it loses it is like when it's – uh, yeah, the rat torture scene and all this like weird, serious cop drama, surprising amount of cop drama stuff. Oh my god. Um, you'd be pleased to know that future installments realize how ridiculous they are. Great. And like, you've got The Rock tackling Vin Diesel in a fist fight. Like, and you've got uh, someone throwing someone else off a bridge onto a moving car or, like, grabbing each other in the air See, and twisting. This is, And this is what I mean. So I guess my plea to you is that I agree that this is not – it's not the beacon of amazingness that I think that the Fast and Furious franchise can be. And so I guess I'm asking to not give up hope that you might one day find something to actually love. In the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah, see, we're talking about the franchise. We're moving further and further away from this <laughs> I just want to talk movie. about the franchise. I just <laughs> want to talk about Dom Toretto and Letty. I know, but they're not there. Where are they? Nowhere to be fucking seen. Do you know who's there? Brian! <laughs> like, the, uh, the action you're describing in the franchises sounds so over the top and brilliant. It's incredible. It's so good. But this kind of action, I just felt like it. It's very vanilla it out. and not yeah. good vanilla. No, it's your supermarket brand vanilla ice cream. I know how much you enjoy vanilla, Katie. I quite like vanilla, but I do not like 
supermarket brand vanilla ice cream. You do not bring that into you me. You heard this. You heard it here, for, <laughs> here first, folks. Now, I, the thing about this kind of in terms of the action of the scenes, mm. even the car chases, I was underwhelmed because I felt like they cheated me of the excitement of car chases just in terms of the shots that were taken. Because it mm. seemed like they were the same kind of shots. It was either they were in the car and their like eyes are looking or it was just like a quick boom, like cars driven out of the scene, driven out of the shot. Whereas like really good car chases are longer and the <laughs> shot is longer so that you can see a little bit of action rather than just like, oh, there's a car. Remember they're racing. Oh, here's the person who's driving. Oh, back to the car. Look, that's the car. Oh, back. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, just on that. Uh, I love the concept of these actors who will have to go, like, they probably weren't even driving the car yeah. in the field. Like, they have the thing at the end that's like, it's all da-da-da, all done safely by professional drivers. But that the actors then have to go into the studio set, into the studio car that's on the hydraulics with the green screen. And then they just have to spend the afternoon. I'm looking dramatically to my left. I'm looking dramatically to my so right. So funny. I'm changing the gear up for the 18th time, even though there's only six gears in a car and that doesn't make any sense, but it's fine. <laughs> it would be so good to... Uh... <laughs> watch that like get the full-on behind behind the scenes shit of like <laughs> so this is uh, actually what we did do for for 12 hours of the day <laughs> so it's my third day in the uh car unit and today we're focusing on braking <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to find i wrote a note about um one of the things that roman says uh that um brian does when when he's got monica in the car with him they're driving yes. to the drug dealer's house for the first time and brian is staring at her as he's driving smiling and like nobody's fast nobody cares about that except for myself where i was <laughs> shitting my pants and then they stop at a red light and she's like <laughs> that was great and then Roman calls it the stare and drive. It's called the stare and drive. What is that? It's not even cool. Like it's just, it is what it is. I think it's safe to say the stare and drive is not a move that would work on you. It's not a move or that would I, work on anybody because... I yell at anyone when they look at me, even if they're driving safely and they just turn to look at me in the car, I'm like, eyes on the road! Even when even when I, I like, I test them, I say, hey, look here. And then yeah. if they don't, I'm like, failed! What the... F- what are you doing? Dead! Unsafe! <laughs> I just, I'm like, oh, look over there. They look dead! How dare you? <laughs> I don't know how safe we are to drive with now. Oh, God, no, no. <laughs> but I think, like, that it made me laugh so much calling it the stare and drive because, honestly, it felt that they were like, okay, yeah, so so Brian does this really cool, sexy thing. <laughs> What's it called? Um, stare and drive? Oh, stare and drive. This stare and drive? Oh, yeah, cool, uh, cool, cool, cool. And what does, he, what does it entail? What, uh, what does he do? So, basically, uh, he just uh, stares and uh, drives. Yep. All right. Oh. Anyway, I gotta go pick up the kids. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like done. And I wonder, like, I want to explore if there are any other car moves like that. Ooh. That we we could call like something dumb, but it's actually quite <laughs> terrifying and epic. 
I I think a sensual gear change. Ooh. So it's like it's real like slow Would in you? with the clutch. Why don't you call the it the sensual shift? Yeah, better, way better. Oh, yeah. oh my god! <laughs> and you like gently pull down the gear stick, <laughs> um, but you've taken so long, and you were approaching a roundabout, and you have hit the sign. <laughs> Either that, or it takes so long that like it makes that really fucking awful sound, like. <laughs> <laughs> You have stalled the car. It's the sensual stall. <laughs> exactly. Do you have one? Um, I have. I I don't I don't necessarily have it yet, but it's the reverse um, finger. So it's when <laughs> it's when Brian is driving in reverse, and he's like uh, given the tossing the bird to yeah, Roman. Yeah. And we stay with him for so long with that. Like, he's just got his finger out of the window for so long. I don't know what to call it, but I think that needs to be um, a move in everybody's book, in everybody's driving manual. I think manual. that's a good move. Yeah. I don't even know what you would... The, I, the I'm reverse not good bird? At the names. A reverse bird? The reverse... Drib? Mm. The, wor- the reverse, let's call it the dumb bird because if a bird goes reverse, that's stupid. That's pretty dumb. The dumb bird. <laughs> the dumb bird and the sensual shift stall. <laughs> that, um, they, those were quite entertaining, like, but it, it confused me because I wasn't sure whether I should be entertained by this movie <laughs> in that way. <laughs> like there were so many good bits. I, there was, in terms of, me laughing at them, not with them. Mm, mm. Um, the bit I know I'm sort of jumping ahead here, but when um, Roman and Brian are going to collect the money mm. um, from that from that dude's house, um, and they've given that 15 minute window, so to speak. Yep. Um, so when they get the money, they put it in the cars, and then they start hearing sirens mm. and helicopters. And again, it just takes them so long to say what's happening and they're looking. <laughs> and then they don't even, like, they say it. <laughs> Brian says, the cops. As if we didn't know. <laughs> no, it's the fire truck. No, it's the fire truck. <laughs> I honestly, I was like, oh, my God, Jurassic Park. Like, I, it, it sounded, <laughs> just because it took them so long. It's like everybody's already, everybody already knows. We the get time it. it took for you to say that, you could have been out. <laughs> you could have done your your reverse dumb bird <laughs> and your central shift stall and then you still would have had time to get out of there. Yeah, they had a lot of time that they weren't utilising correctly. Maybe it's because he was a bit slow. <laughs> Maybe Brian was a little bit slow and that's fine, but... He was slow in every sense of the word. Like He was not too fast. He, he was not too fast and he wasn't. Like there was one moment where he was too furious and I <laughs> laughed so hard is when they're pointing guns at uh, the, the two, the, the pair that they don't like. I don't know yeah, what their so names the, are. So you, the bad guy, Verone, I think his name's Verone, he's yeah. got these like two bodyguards that are looking after it, they take care of him the whole movie, but they also have fast cars and they drive cars. And at one point, Roman and Brian win a street race for their cars. Mm. Uh, so they hate each other because there's been street race car mm-hmm. swapping or giving, losing. Um, 
And yeah, so they, I kind of, is it right at the end of the film when they're like driving together or like no, they just. It's, it's, um, it's kind of just before that, before they find out that those two are actually coming with them. Yes, that's right. So I think, um, Monica has been, has crept into their little house uh, and she shouldn't be there. And so the bodyguards are looking for her uh, and it's uh, all very uh, tense. Naughty. Uh, and they get into a, a gun standoff fight. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. Something. It's fucking weird. It's I think too one furious. Them, You're right. One of them was Enrique. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't think. catch the other. They Because Roman just called them oh my God. different names. Ro- that was awful. <laughs> That was that was awful. Um, but in saying that, that that whole scenario where they're pointing guns at each other made me laugh so much because <laughs> they were just yelling at each other. <laughs> you put your gun down. No, you put your gun down. And it it seemed very uh, like the hilarity was at the level of stepbrothers for me, where it was just mm. it was almost like siblings fighting, but they're adults. But yep. the way they're talking to each other is so childlike because they can't come up with any other words other than, no, you do that. <laughs> and they've got guns. They have guns. Yes, they do. Oh, my God. It's so bad. And then Verone that- just comes in and he's like, okay, stop. <laughs> okay. Daddy's here. Daddy's Can here. Can you guys put down your toys, please? Oh, come Daddy's on, talking to you. That was just a test. Daddy was testing you. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I kind of wish he was a bit more like that. I wish he was. I wish he was camp. Actually, he was pretty uh, camp. I wish he was more like. Have you seen Birds of Prey? No, I haven't yet. So the bad guy, Black Mask, uh, Ewan McGregor's character in mm. Birds of Prey, is very camp villain. Nice, and it might be my favorite villain in anything. Yeah, it's so good, and um, it works because he absolutely hates women, but it is totally in service of the character, and I yeah. highly recommend. See, I, I sometimes I hesitate with camp villains because I feel like campness is vilified a lot. Totally, absolutely. But sometimes it's very fucking enjoyable. You just need to balance it out with. Other villains who are not camp, <laughs> you know, but the ones who aren't camp are just shit. Yeah, and absolutely. it's like, why? Why are they shit? It's because they've written, been written like as shit. Because every like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just lazy writing when you're like, oh, they're not a camp villain, so they'll just be a piece of toast. You should fight for your camp villains. Fight for your camp villains. And also fight for your non-camp villains. We want it. Do you have a diamond? Was that your diamond? Uh, absolutely not. Um, there was a lot of diamonds. Um, hey. In terms of, in terms of, <laughs> again, me laughing at, not with. This is, uh, I wrote down when they are driving to drop off the money. Um, and I think maybe Enrique or the other dude is, is in with Paul, sorry, Brian, they're all the same. Um, so, and he goes, you're a good driver, man. And then Brian says, thanks, bro. And I just, I got shivers down my spine and then Mm. immediately I yelled, het nonsense. 
because <laughs> and then I've said oh okay this shows that they're definitely not gay and that moment for me it was like the verbal version of of that video um of of two guys sitting like three meters apart in a spa <laughs> like definitely not gay <laughs> five feet apart because they're not gay like it it made me laugh so much because why couldn't they just say hey you're a good driver thanks what do you think you have to kiss somebody after saying that you don't have to say man bro so this is actually this is amazing because this is my diamond as well oh my god um <laughs> it's like it's like baby's first friendship yeah um and it's like the crux of the story (laughs) truly the best parts of the story is this friendship between roman and brian and wider in the franchise it's all about family and friendship and all that kind of stuff but this movie in particular it's all about their friendship Mm. and i noticed a pattern that i thought was hilarious which is like someone has snuck in this like nice friendship between these two guys who like each other and like not romantically, they're just like male friends, but they've figured out that they can't get away with that in a 2003 action movie <laughs> without couching it by ending every phrase with bro. <laughs> oh my God, Katie, do you think that's like why they had the huge car racing shit and like everything? Like they started out with like, hey, this is a story about two men who become friends. And mm-hmm. like the people, the producers read it, they're like, they gay? They gay though? Oh. And then oh, no. they have to oh, go, no, 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 no. Uh, there's we'll, cars. We'll have cars, cars and, and, and hot chicks. So many half naked ladies. N- half naked ladies. And How many? We'll have drugs and, and bad guys. And cops. And, and cops. there'll be cops. And there'll be big stunts. <laughs> But it'll and be they'll about... be really, they'll be really big, strong men, yeah. and they're really good friends with each other. And they're definitely not gay. <laughs> <laughs> that should be, oh my god, fantastic! Uh, that's that's brilliant. So, so your diamond in the rough is essentially a literal diamond in the rough of like, oh, it's a friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh my god, fantastic! I've look, I've just I've th- thought of um, if we can skip ahead. I don't even know if this is skipping ahead, but I've just thought of a tagline. Please. Um, what is the original tagline? Actually, I've no idea. Let me. I want to see. I want to see. Uh, did you find it? Um, so the the original tagline is "Too fast, too furious." How fast do you want it? How fast do you like it? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> so naughty. Whoa. Um, my tagline is "Too fast, too furious." Death's not gay. <laughs> I can't thoughts? beat. I can't beat that. You can't that's, beat it. I think that's it's... excellent. We need to do a um, uh, uh, revitalization. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> we do another Too Fast, Too Furious 2020 version. <laughs> Death's Not Gay. And it's all about the Death's Not Gay relationship between Roman and Brian. 
don't you just wish like men could be friends in movies without there needing to be any reference to either them being in love with each other, which is a huge thing that I think can be quite problematic when people go, oh, those two men, they're close and sensitive with one another and that means that they're gay. Yeah. No, maybe they just have a healthy functioning relationship. Yeah. Or it's all about how not gay they are and they love women. Yeah. And I'm like, just like show men that they can be friends and be sensitive and, like, it doesn't have to do with anything about the people that they want to be with. You know what? I think instead of doing the Too Fast, Too Furious franchise, <laughs> you should do the maybe, like... Men friends. Men friends. <laughs> <laughs> you should do, like, maybe the Too Slow. <laughs> too Kind. Too Curious. Yeah. No. <laughs> too Slow, Too Kind. Too slow, too kind. Let's do that that. because that's – and you'll have the exact same characters and see where it takes you. Absolutely. Look, the only other offer I had was uh, trying to see Too Fast, Too Furious, but in a different setting. So I don't know if you'd heard this, but the the director or producer or someone involved has said that they've not ruled out space – as somewhere that the Fast and Furious franchise, you have a very good smile on your face, and I oh agree God. with that smile. <laughs> um, and I was trying to think of somewhere else it could go. Yeah. Obviously, I think Men Friends is excellent. Oh, my God, Men um, Friends, Friends in Space. <laughs> um, but I also wanted us to consider time travel. hi And it's a period drama, <gasps> but with horses and cats. With God, with carts. Can you imagine what that what that ignition button, the super fast button would be? <laughs> I feel like, like... It's a carrot. Yeah, it's a carrot. And, like, they give it to the horse and the horse, like, farts. And that's why it goes so fast. <laughs> Beautiful. I mean, we should submit that because clearly they're taking any and all ideas at this point. What would you call that? Oh, yeah, 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 fast, yeah, yeah, so dumb, so dumb. Katie, Katie Magoo McGee, he, he, he. can you please? You don't have to if you don't want to, but um, Christmas is nearly upon us. Heck yeah, um, tis the season. Tis the season. Netflix has showered us with a lot of gifts. Um, <laughs> too many gifts. Too many. Very overwhelming. Um, <laughs> as we've we've discussed together, we haven't actually discussed mm. with our uh, our mates <laughs> um, that we are going to do a Christmas themed December. Heck um, yes. So. Katie, you're the one to first start it off. I am kicking off the festivities. Um, Can you kick it off with a bit of a Christmas clue for me? Absolutely. Uh, So I've actually pre-prepared something. And by pre-prepared, I mean I recorded a clue 20 seconds before we started filming today because I didn't trust myself to be able to do it live. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to send you an audio file. Tis the season to watch bad films featuring Matthew Broderick. Danny DeVito's also in this, along with Kristen Chenoweth. It's a movie about white dudes fighting over their Christmas decorations. Can you guess which (laughs) Yuletide classic 
My God, that was fantastic. <laughs> Matthew Broderick, Daniel, Daniel, Danny DeVito, did you say? Kristen Chenoweth. Yes. All I can think of is Wicked or Glee because that's <laughs> all I know Kristen Chenoweth from. Do you know what, uh, what song that was called? Uh, tis a season to be jolly, da 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 da. Deck the halls. It's called Deck the Halls. Oh baby. my god, Deck my halls. Yes. <laughs> oh my it god. Has, um, it has a six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Oofty goofty. That made like something in my gut just twisted for some reason. Oh I think my because god. it's like Christmas as well. Yes. So good. I don't think we can hate. I honestly, I'm like, this is going to be a bloody divine month for us. I don't think we're going to hate anything. Because it tis, tis the season. Tis the season. To be jolly. <laughs> fa la 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 That's fantastic. I, have n- I don't think I've heard of this. Or Excellent. if I have, I have blocked it out of my um brain. I've definitely caught it on TV like mm. at least once or twice so like but, a daytime TV movie oh like in the week before Christmas oh I've been God. like at my parents house and just been flicking channels and been like oh nice fuck yeah so I'm very excited for us I am very excited mm. and I'm very excited to now start doing the hints <laughs> like those tis tis the season for Christmas hint, Hell hints yeah. to be sung that's fantastic. Um, I think that's that's about done it. Um, yes. You know, p- put a fork in me, put a fork in you. Are you done? <laughs> uh, thank you for joining us, friends, I guess is what we're calling you now that Kangaloo yeah. decided of 30 seconds ago. I did say mates. Mates. But uh, that sounds a bit. Mates is better. I don't know. Like, it doesn't Cheers, really mates. come off the tongue. It doesn't roll off the tongue for me. <laughs> the tongue. We'll come what if we something? call them, like, little babies? <laughs> Not patronizing at all. Thanks, little babies. No, but <laughs> our little our little Ailies. Our little Ailies. Our little Ailies. <laughs> our little aliens. Uh chat to us on our socials. Uh send us an email at actually I loved it at gmail.com on Instagram. We're at actually I loved it and Twitter we're at AileyPod. That's A-I-L-A Pod. Um leave us a little review. Tell your mum this time specifically. I would like it if you could tell your mum. Not yeah, my tell, mom. Tell not my Karen. Mom. Tell my mum, Karen. Please, please tell Karen. Uh, please don't tell my mum, Lynn. Yeah. I don't. She doesn't need to know. Don't tell um, Lynn. Tell Karen. Tell Karen. <laughs> <laughs> um, and a huge thanks to Imogen Sigler uh, for providing all of the music for the show. She yes. is an absolute gem, genius, and musical icon. And you can find her on Spotify and Bandcamp. Yeah, Bandcamp, not Bandcamp, not SoundCloud. Um, and hopefully we will have some Christmas themes <gasps> yes! happening for our next episode. So look Get forward to that. To that jingle my bells. Um, oh, jingle my <laughs> bells. <laughs> All right. All right. Hooroo. Driving away from my shade. <laughs> what happened.
happens. This is what happens when I pay too much attention and you pay too little attention. <laughs> the podcast goes to shit. <laughs> oh, God. I needed to fart uh, that whole time. Oh, no. I've been staring at this tea, watching it get cold. Oh, no. Is that? I've stopped. Re- Wait, did I stop recording?